What movie did we just watch, Amy? We just watched Justice League from 2017, the first original, the first original, the first original <laughs> Justice League by uh, directed by Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon, and these are our first impressions, full of spoilers. So if you don't want to be spoiled, don't, don't listen stop to the podcast. listening now. Yeah. Stop listening what are you, now. What are you doing here? So this is the first film, not the second cut of the film that was just released. Um, Which is officially called month. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yes. This is just Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> Which he is credited as the director of, which I thought was interesting. Oh, I didn't notice it, that it was just it was, him. It said directed by Zack Snyder, which is interesting. Um, because I think that was the original intent. Was This this was Zack Snyder's Justice League. And even though he had to step aside and his wife, after a very serious personal tragedy... It was not with the expectation that the film would be futzed with overly large amounts. Yeah. His original vision. Yeah. Um, although, based on what I've read on the internet, that definitely happened. Yes. So, what happened when Zack Snyder had to pull out was Joss Whedon came in and kind of did the last bit of directing. Mm hmm. And, and, and did a lot of reshoots, which is what I think a lot of people were mad about mm -hmm. because the reshoots supposedly changed the tone of the film they changed you know they added a lot of extra dialogue for certain characters to make it more bantery in that very joss whedon sort of way yeah i could see that and there was the belief and i'm saying all these things because for the longest time we didn't know what was joss whedon and what wasn't mm -hmm. we didn't have the snyder cut yeah we didn't have anything to compare, to compare it to, to. But there was this mythological belief that actually Zack Snyder had a work print cut of the film that was much better and didn't have all the things that Joss Whedon did to quote-unquote ruin it. Um, and that's where you got to release the Snyder Cut, which I think we'll talk about more when we talk about the Snyder Cut. But I have to say, just up front, was primarily a harassment campaign, like in the same space as Gamergate and other things. And... Like, we can't talk about the Snyder Cut existing without acknowledging that this is Warner Media submitting to the demands of one of the worst parts of fandom. Well, so the stereotype of the Snyder fan is the type of white male who would have been involved in Gamergate, mm -hmm. which is where Gamergate is where several uh, women journalists who wrote about games were just harassed on the internet and then in their real lives. Yeah, and basically, Quite like, violently. with the goal of removing them from public life. Yeah. And people will disagree about that, but they're wrong, so. And it's it's the worst corners of the internet, which are predominantly white male. Yes. Young. And there's uh, other other people have, have you're not. Ah, oh, Felicity. Other people have written more extensively and talked about that, so we're not, like, the go-to primary source. Uh, so I, I don't want to say that all fans of the Snyder film are like that. No. But that's how they get Their portrayed. reputation. And what, like, as Kevin said, with what happened to get the Snyder cut where um, Warner was beaten to submission. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, anyone who, who expressed a positive view of the 2017 Justice League was, you know, a shill 
and was you know being paid off like we were paid off for Mar for, for liking Marvel movies. Right. Except we weren't. Disney, we're still waiting for still our Still waiting check. for our check. Um, I, they're probably not going to cut the check because we, we had, like, mediocre opinions about Dawn of Justice, so... We still watched it. Yeah, well, well no, we didn't hate it, though. That was the problem. That's oh, They're not going to oh. cut us a check if we don't hate the movie. Well, I didn't hate Justice League. I thought it was fine. I was bored. I was so bored. I thought the first 40 minutes where they were kind of, like, pulling the team together was interesting not like super interesting but just from you know seeing some new characters some new contexts um and then it was just boring yeah it was very boring i don't know if you noticed i dozed off a little bit i was looking because i thought (laughs) i thought every time i looked over your eyes were open yeah i didn't catch you but i was on the edge of and it's only two hours long it's only two hours long which is pretty short these days for a superhero yeah well especially considering like in comparison to something like dawn of superman justice batman v where i was not bored at all in that film i can say that pretty confidently like i think some of the action sequences were underwhelming i think shooting good action sequences is hard of course but that was a three and a half hour movie and i found it i was more engaged over the duration than i was in justice league Yes, it was. Uh, I'm trying trying to get to why it's boring because none of the films really have yet really character developed. I feel like I'm getting maybe a better sense of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman only because now I've seen them in so many films. Yeah, they've been repeated to me, so I may be reading on to that characterization. But one of the things that was really bothering me and took me out was that the CGI. Especially of Steppenwolf, the ultimate villain, yeah. looked like video game CGI, <laughs> and I don't mean that in a good way. Yeah, yeah, I was not impressed by any of of the special effects. I I laughed to myself at Henry Cavill's fake upper lip. I I was looking for the fake upper lip. I didn't. It did not stand out to me, so okay. I don't know where it was. I noticed it multiple times uh for context joss whedon came back and was doing reshoots not just finishing the finished footage um and they had to bring back henry cavill because they needed to shoot more henry cavill footage that was outside of his original contract by which point he was already filming a current mission impossible movie where he had a mustache and as part of the deal to get him back they're like i'm not shaving my mustache i need it for this other film i in." And so they digitally removed it, and I definitely noticed it because I was looking for it, and I thought it was goofy. Because the the width of his upper lip would change. Okay, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't notice. Um, which made him look less like himself. But you didn't notice, so it can't have been too bad. Um, but I could usually spot those scenes because I could tell the lip was goofy. Which then told me, like, oh, this was a reshoot, oh, this was a reshoot, this was a reshoot. Basically, almost all of Superman's lines were reshot. Um, Like, most of his dialogue-based stuff. Like, the fight sequences, I mean, were 100% CGI anyway, I'm pretty sure. It was very obvious that they were CGI, too, which bothered me. I don't know if that comes from my bias towards, I don't like to watch adult cartoons. Yeah. (laughs) It's not rational, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't have to? don't and and that just took me to cartoon yeah no it was like watching a video game i felt like that was 
the best description of it. Uh, and yeah, the Steppenwolf fight, like, it's funny, again, comparing this to Dawn of Justice, which we just watched, where, like, the goals of the supervillain don't make a lot of sense. I don't understand what he's doing. But with Jesse Eisenberg propelling it forward, I was much more willing to buy into it. And engaged, because he was making interesting choices. Yeah, with the CGI Steppenwolf doing none of that. It's just simply a world killer. It was all of the same flaws, but with none of the benefits. I gotta get these three mother boxes. What's a mother box? It's a MacGuffin. Don't worry about it. I can put them together and then destroy the world. Why am I doing that? It wasn't hard to get them. No, it it was real easy to get them. It wasn't. I was... I was a little bit going like, okay, Steppenwolf defeated an entire army of Amazons, an entire army of Atlanteans, humans and the old gods yeah but these six people are gonna beat him up yeah i felt that way too like okay superman being the exception but i was not looking i was not able to look past those story holes whereas in batman v superman i there were story holes that didn't make sense but i could look past but it. it was i think it was internally consistent if not externally consistent in batman v superman like this, like you see Steppenwolf destroy a whole bunch of Amazons very easily. Um, you know, reminiscent of I was I was reminded of the end of um, Rogue One where they're trying to get the plans, Death Star plans out, and Darth Vader is spoilers for Rogue One uh, shows up and like is mowing through people, um, which is very menacing, and it made Steppenwolf very menacing. But then. A single Amazon could basically go toe-to-toe with him later in the movie. Like well, she's a demigod uh, Amazon. Yeah. That's true. I don't know. It, just, it didn't... No, but I, I had the same problem. Yeah. I was like, mm, these six people... Yeah, you have... That was the most powerful army ever gathered when the Amazon Amazonians, yeah. the Atlanteans, and the humans... Like, fought against him. And it was It was work. Yeah, and we got no understanding of why Steppenwolf wanted to do anything. He was just a simple world killer. Yeah, he wanted wanted to destroy things. Like, I I have a lot of problems with Thanos as a supervillain, but at least he had a clearly defined motivation. Yeah. It didn't have to make sense, because I don't think it did. (laughs) No, it had a lot of holes in his, (laughs) his logic. But it at least explained it to me. I got a lot of Thanos vibes with Steppenwolf. Yeah. I I think, I don't know, the voice sounded the same to me. (laughs) And it was about as developed as as Thanos. It was was unimpressive. Big bad. All right, short podcast. (laughs) Yep. It did feel more... Joss Whedon-y in kind of the banter. Some of the lines, mm-hmm. I think, were put in for a little bit of comic effect. They didn't land that way. No. Um, probably because it, it, it was felt two different films kind of fighting yes. to be. Um, it was lighter. It wasn't the same Snyder color grade that, that uh, the last few films have been. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was impressed... This is not a good impressed, but I was impressed by how little this film cared about Superman. It's true. 
Um, like he's a, he's a, he's a MacGuffin. Like he's an important thing. Like oh, he's got the mother boxes. Well, we better go get Superman to fight. Well, part of part of the very very scant storyline with Steppenwolf is that he felt he could come to Earth again because Superman was dead, and that that had dampened humanity's hope yes. for the future. Whether that makes sense, it doesn't. Because Superman yeah. had only been around for a year or two. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Um. Yeah the the depiction of Batman's opinion of Superman in this movie was very at odds with what we had seen. It was a one eighty. He was yeah. all for Superman. Like, I love Superman. He's great. And he's like, Superman would be a better leader than me. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I feel like in Justice League, I, I don't follow the comics or whatnot, but I feel like Batman is always, like, not really wanting to be a team player oh, yeah. in Justice League. So it, it makes sense that he wouldn't want to be the leader, but uh, it didn't, it didn't, the, the jump from wanting to kill Superman to wanting him to become the leader yeah. of this superhero group. Was, was not developed at all. It just happened between the movies, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, you get the moment in, at the end of Batman v Superman, you get the sort of, like, you get the Martha moment, and you get the realization, oh, he's a person after all, mm-hmm. not just a god. Um, but, like, that's the sort of thing that needs time to develop and process over, like, a middle movie between these two, but we get none of that. Mm-hmm. He's just like, we better bring Superman back from the dead, because he's the only one who can defeat this guy. The end. Which also is like puts a damper on the Justice League if you're only able to <laughs> stop the supervillains because you have Superman on your side. Yeah, it kind of makes everyone else feel a little useless. All right, why do we need the League? That no, we just need Superman. I mean, Cyborg's got the internet in his brain, so that's important. He needed that. Well, you needed, yeah, because he was able to break apart the mother boxes after they. Because he was came part mother box. To, yeah, he was. Part, that was another CGI. That bothered me. Cyborg, just, you could just tell, like, Ray Porter's <laughs> face had just been kind of pasted on. Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher. Um, <laughs> and just been <laughs> pasted on this video game-esque yeah. cyborg body. We should also mention, um, I think it is important to mention, um, the amount of abuse Ray Fisher apparently dealt with mm-hmm. during the reshoots from Joss Whedon and other Warner executives. Um, racial and otherwise emotional abuse that he has come out about. And and no one has actually, like, refuted any of his claims, which is certainly telling. Yes. And, af- I mean, in the last uh, couple months, it's come out sexual assault harassment charges against Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. Um, he we shouldn't be making... Stuff yeah. anymore. We just we don't need that anymore. Um, he hasn't come out with any form of apology or remorse or acknowledgement. Or, um, so he needs to not. Which, which I mean, then there are a lot of conversations. Can you go back and like Buffy and mm-hmm. Angel and? That's a different... And my answer is yes, because yes. Joss Whedon shouldn't get as much credit as we originally gave him for those productions. <laughs> we made the mistake of giving him that credit to begin with. Well, and when you have problematic creators, you all can't unilaterally punish all of the other, other producers. people yes. that created the, the project. Yeah, but we can stop giving him jobs. Yes. 
Yeah. So, yeah, we did hear about the abuse came out in the last couple months. Mm-hmm. So what happened on the Justice League set? Yeah, and mo- many of uh, Ray Fisher's castmates backed him up. Um, Warner Brothers said we did an internal investigation and we've taken the appropriate steps, which means nothing. Yep. Um, so I, I certainly respect Ray Fisher and nobody else ever wanting to work with Warner Brothers because of that. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, that is the closest thing to any sort of retribution that they will get is mm-hmm. they probably won't be able they'll have to recast cyborg if they ever make another movie with him well clearly <laughs> he came back for the reshoots for the Zack snyder he cut. did i don't know how much of Zack snyder was reshoots though i i, I figure a lot well, of it a lot was, of it was CGI. cgi work i don't know one way or the other um, but he's always been a big fan like he is he has backed snyder's vision and things like that like he's he's been very respectful of Zack snyder as a person Probably because he wasn't abusive to him on set. Mm. It's funny how the bar can get set real low like that. Well, there must be something to Zack Snyder's process because he is so popular. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, not stereotyping all of the fans. No. Snyder kind of being the abusive internet trolls. But, yeah. Um, a lot of normal people. <laughs> A lot of people like these movies. A lot of people pay money to see these movies. They they made a lot of... Warner Media decided it was worth spending $70 million to let Zack Snyder remake his own movie. (laughs) Somebody's profiting off of that and because somebody likes it. And so that is fair. Uh, I understand why the fans didn't like this film because it's not a very good film. I don't know if it's because... Snyder didn't complete it. I am yeah. suspicious <laughs> that that is not that is the, the reason. reason. <laughs> but but we'll see. I liked. I think the only bantery line I liked was when Flash asked Batman what his superpower was, and yeah, Batman was like, "I'm rich,", I'm rich. which is Just, an amazing distillation of Batman. That is Batman. That, <laughs> that is, is his, his superpower. superpower. <laughs> he, is, he is very rich. Yeah. I liked, that was the one, like, I banter line. I generally liked the characterization of uh, Barry Allen and The Flash. I think that worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure he's in the same movie as everybody else. Because he's a lot more humorous and lighthearted. Yeah. And Which fits Barry's character in the comics, at least. But not the heaviness and darkness that these films set themselves up yes. to be. So... Because it kind of gets read as a comic re- relief. Mm-hmm. And there's no room for comic relief in these films. They yeah. Must be dark. Well, every time, it's, every time it's there, it feels out of place. Yeah. Um, I did appreciate Batman and Flash's interactions throughout the movie. So when Batman showed up in Barry's headquarters, which was an abandoned warehouse, um, their conversations there, the, line, the one line about that. And also the part when they're about to go fight and barry's like i i'm not ready for this i've never done this and batman gives him the line you know save one person do that and then you'll know what to do from there um all of that worked very well like i'm gonna just own that was Mm -hmm. good character work in a movie that had so very little of it i mean i felt like i got to know bruce wayne a little bit better Mm -hmm. and i think i think this is well just in screen time, it's weighted more towards Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he than is Batman. the protagonist. So you see 
Bruce Wayne as Batman rather than Batman as Bruce Wayne. Bruce Batman Wayne. pretending to be Bruce Wayne. You see Bruce Wayne pretending to be Batman occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, so I felt like I got to know a little bit more of that character. I had more appreciation for Ben Affleck's take mm-hmm. on it than I than I did in the yeah. previous film. I appreciated him calling out Wonder Woman on not developing any any, <laughs> any form of relationship with other humans since Steve died, which is one of our biggest critiques of Wonder Woman 84, 84 is that she, grieving and mourning are hard and horrible but she had completely wasn't even making friends yeah in in the world was so distracted by this morning of of steve and yeah. it made for a very flat character <laughs> development and film which is also true in justice league i don't think that that was any different thing. well and then i was like well maybe maybe they couldn't develop her character in 1984 because Justice League came out first and Batman said this thing about she didn't have any relationships. <laughs> so they knew they couldn't go back in time and make this film in 84 with her having any sort of friends. Yeah, but also Batman could have been wrong. Like, that's... Like, I mean, that's yeah, a stretch in the continuity of the universe. I don't yeah. think anyone was paying well, that much attention. They they were in 84, though, in Wonder Woman 84. Like, there was all these things about how... You know, she when she was saving people at the mall, she had to knock out all the cameras, which was not to keep herself a secret, but was to conform to the pre-established canon that no super beings had existed before this. Or if they were, they were all in hiding. We couldn't have anyone, like, know who Wonder Woman is in 1984, which I think was a weird choice and something that other media has dealt with in different ways. Um, but then why make a movie about a boring character if that's what you're going to (laughs) do? And the fact that Wonder Woman has, you know, in 60 years not done anything to move forward. Or save a lot of people. Because she she stays Diana Prince for the majority of her existence in this world. Mm -hmm. I didn't appreciate that Aquaman was a little bit belittling to her. Yeah. Because um, Aquaman, I'm sorry. You talk you, to fish. You don't do much. She's a demigod. <laughs> and the only woman we have in this universe. <laughs> we have, we have uh, Lois Lane. That's true. Lois Lane does come back. I guess. Um, she's there to bring Superman back. Yeah. From being emotionally Because a woman dead. is only as useful as how she can help a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't care about Lois Lane at all in this movie. Which, again, a lot of work was done in Batman v Superman to enhance her character and to show her being competent and interesting. And now she's like, no, I can't take this big story because I'm still very sad. I mean, that was understandable to me. Yeah. That she, could, she didn't want to be a hardcore reporter because she was in mourning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then nothing happened. But then we didn't do anything with her. And she comes and- back solely to coach dramaturgically she comes back solely to coach superman into feeling again yeah (laughs) and then she's gone and then she's gone gone for the rest of the rest of the film yeah i liked jk simmons as jim gordon yeah yeah that was a that was a good choice good casting i mean jk simmons is great casting just about everything but Mm -hmm. i think he did a good job 
didn't do anything. He was Jim Gordon, right? Before he said anything, or they had set up what the setting was. Yeah, it's like, oh, like, oh that's oh, Jim Gordon. Um, <laughs> that was that was good. He didn't do anything in the movie, but I'm glad he was there. Um, so what I'm hearing is. We have a lot of reasons that we might like the Snyder Cut yeah. more. I'm intrigued by that possibility. I am I am excited by that option. So, didn't, didn't think you'd ever say that. Yeah. I mean, I this has been an, a fascinating journey to go through the Snyderverse films with you, Amy, because I am... I've been reminded that I can't just go with what my expectations are about any particular piece of media. Mm-hmm. Um, I expected to like Man of Steel more than I did. Uh, I expected to really despise Man of Superman, Batman, Justice, Don, colon. Uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah, that's, the, that's what it was. didn't pick up on that. <laughs> and thought it was, it was all right. It was, you know, bordering pretty good. Um, and then I, as someone who has generally enjoyed much of the work Joss Whedon has put out, outside of the abuse stuff... Um, I expected that I would like this more than I would the Snyder Cut, uh, but I don't think that will be the case. Um, I think I don't know that I'll I'll come out of this going I'm a Zack Snyder fan, um, but I I appreciate the opportunity to have recontextualized and reassociate not reassociate, reassessed my opinions of him mm-hmm. as a director. That's been fun. Also. Bruce Wayne says his plane isn't fast enough to get to the unnamed Eastern European country. And then Cyborg says, not if I'm flying it, or something along those lines. And that didn't make any sense to me. Like, how does the plane go faster if, if Victor flies it? He, he can tell it to go faster with his computer brain? <laughs> yeah, Victor had nothing to do in this movie mm-hmm. as far as characterization really underused and not yeah and so is his dad his dad like had like uh, was um henry morgan is that the actor joe morton joe morton joe morton is a much better actor than he was allowed to do anything with in this movie mm-hmm. which i think was which which could be a Zack snyder problem because we saw a lot of that in man of steel you know casting yeah. very good actors and doing nothing with them yeah. so well nothing was nothing was done with cyborg yeah. I, he almost couldn't just not have existed and it would have been the same yeah. film which is a shame it is here because i think characters. cyborg is potentially a very interesting character and lots of people have written about cyborg um and uh cyborg and race and the fact that he is a black man without a body and what does that mean and how does how does how do we tell stories about that uh, yeah that conversation was not happening no <laughs> Nowhere in, the development of this, in this movie was that happening. They're like, look, he's got a robot arm. And robot body. And robot gun arm and sometimes. he moves like CGI. Yeah. Not like... A person. Or even a robot. <laughs> or even a robot. Yeah, no, no heft. No weight to the character. Like physical weight. Which is a shame. Uh, I don't have much else. Oh, Green Lantern showed up in the war against... Oh, yeah, some of the... Yeah, the... Which was cool. I, I, I like Green Shout Lantern. Shout out to Green Lantern in that. The Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie, the director's cut of that is actually better than uh, a lot of people gave the original Green Lantern credit for it as well. 
Which is not by Zack Snyder. No, not by Zack Snyder. Not part of this universe, technically, mm-hmm. as far as I know. Not part of the DC Extended Universe. No, they only really started that after Marvel had yeah. so much success with her. Yeah. Um, I would I would like to see a good Green Lantern sh- movie or show. Yeah. I think that character is ripe. I think that storyline is ripe. I'm also just a big Green Lantern fan. Um, I think the fact that the Green Lantern are space cops is a perspective that we have not seen in superhero movies other than the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think there's a lot you can explore with that. And the comics have done all of that. Like that those storylines have been around. But I think like what is what does it mean to be a cop? What does it mean to be a space cop? And Green Lantern, I think, even questions that himself sometimes. Uh, but yeah, we got a we got a cameo, and we saw a Green Lantern. We're really we're really stretching to find anything interesting about this. Yeah, it was just boring. Film. I don't like it when At films are hours, boring. I don't like it boring movies. Really long. Give me a fabulous train wreck any day over a boring slog paint by numbers movie. Trainwreck doesn't have to be about a train wreck. It would just be a bad movie. Well, yeah, metaphorical train wreck. A metaphorical train wreck. Uh, but I, I also like watching bad movies because I think there, there's interesting things to say about how f- movies fail. There are certainly interesting. When a bad movie doesn't know it's bad. Yes. Then it, it can do some really interesting things. Yeah. But this wasn't even bad. This was competent. Yeah, it's like, it's fine. It's it was, fine. It's mediocre. Like, that's that's the worst thing I can say about a movie. It's mediocre leaning towards... No, I mean, it is not good, but it's leaning more towards that. Not, not good, good than good. Because, yeah, I think... Again, in comparison, comparison to the rest of the Snyderverse film, I would argue that Man of Steel is mediocre leaning towards good. Mm-hmm. This was mediocre leaning towards bad. Yeah, just so bland, so plain. Yeah. How about some unflavored oatmeal? Yum. Yeah. So yeah, I can I can definitely see why with the some Snyder food fans in it. <laughs> were were disappointed. Yeah, with this film. Yeah, I I agree. Do you have any other points? I really don't. I just I've covered everything I wrote down. Oh no, one other dumb thing, dumb line that I this feels like a Zack Snyder line. Um, Diana Prince lassos a bad guy with her lasso of truth which made more appearances in this film than i think in more most wonder woman movies mm-hmm. um and at she's, least doing the truth thing yeah she the uses lasso a lasso yeah as, as a weapon in the previous one yeah um and she lassos a guy and lifts him up and he's like who are you and he's like we're a band of terrorists um, which just reminded me of the line from Batman v Superman. Are you a terrorist? Like, no terrorist is going to say, we're a band of terrorists. That's true. In their <laughs> narrative, they are not the terrorists. Um, and also Aquaman sitting on the uh, lasso was not as funny as they thought it would be. I mean, it was an example of where something has been put in to be a little humorous and just fell flat. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I think this is part of where I was dozing off, so I'm, I could easily be wrong. But I think Aquaman, who is played by Jason Momoa, who is an actor of Pacific Island descent, 
did the whoop when he was fighting. I didn't. It could have been just like weird, goofy sound effects, but I heard it a couple times. Mm. And I was like, that sounds like. Um, I don't know what it is. It, is it just called the whoop? I don't know what. I don't know. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about because you've heard it. But I we have um, we're friends with some Samoans. I don't remember what it's called. I don't either. But it is a cheer that they do um, that is part of their culture, and it's it you. Uh, Dwayne Johnson's character in. Movie. A, movie, a movie called animated Disney. Oh, Moana. Moana, thank you. Um, you just had to give me some clues. I was not working on it. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson. Well, Dwayne Johnson, who is also Samoan or at least of Pacific Islander descent, um, does that. His character does that whoop in Moana as mm-hmm. well, um, which was the first time that I was made aware of the fact that that was a relational, cultural thing. Um, yeah. So maybe, and that could just be me giving the movie more credit on accident. Um, I could see Jason Momoa bringing that. Yes, I could as well. Um, Because I think he does bring a lot of that to his characterization of Aquaman. Yeah, I think he is also very underutilized as Aquaman in this and in the film Aquaman. Yeah. He's a better actor than that. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, I don't... Like, Aquaman's a tough character. I'll give you that. Uh, but he's particularly tough in Justice League when it's like, what do you do? What would you say it is you do here? This guy can shoot lasers. He's real fast. Batman's rich. There's no water to fight in. <laughs> but this is the perennial problem of Aquaman. It is. It's not a new problem with Aquaman. But it is still a problem with Aquaman. I think that's all I got. I, you anything else? Okay. No, I'm, I'm. How far do we get? I think thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. That's I, more than I expected. Yeah. <laughs> it was twenty five percent of the length of the film. Yeah. Hopefully, we weren't that boring. Uh, Patreon, Amy. Tell us about our Patreon. We have a Patreon page, and it's patreon.com slash five degrees. Yep. And you can give us money. It's on a per-episode basis. You can set a cap in case we make 40 episodes in one month and you don't want to give us for 40 episodes. Uh, There are certain perks, like you can get the super, super unedited versions where you hear us (laughs) before and after we start immediately. How exciting. I wonder if there's any squishy secrets. Talking to our cat. Just our cat. Okay. um, Our pod cat, who makes... Many special appearances on the show itself. Yes. Um, uh, you can also get a list of movies that we didn't watch, because usually Kevin gives me a list of five or so to choose from. We're on the Snyderverse right now, so we have not had that the last yeah, the couple list, weeks. The list has been, do you want to watch the Snyderverse movie or not? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, although I have given Kevin the choice that he gets the color version or the black and white version of the Snyder Cut, but not, not both. both. <laughs> Just one. Which is fair. I'm not that mad about it. I can watch the other one by myself. It's true. Yep. <laughs> um, and those are the perks. Yeah. And we thank you for giving. Yeah. It will always be free. We thank you for listening. And anything else? Uh, rate us and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, tell your friends about us. Tell your enemies about us. Especially if there's like a movie that you want to spoil for them. 
just say, hey, just start listening to this like five minutes in. They cut all the spoiler talk at the very beginning, and then you can just jump in. Um, that would be mean. That would be mean. That's why you do it to an enemy. And then enemy. they would blame us. They would blame us. Okay, spoiling. don't do that. Uh, don't tell us. Don't tell your enemies about us. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. Thanks, Amy. Say goodnight, Amy. Goodnight, Amy.